Thank you for joining us today on the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. At the building, we build our faith, hope, and love in Jesus by having a real, relevant relationship with Him. And what better way for us to get closer to God than to learn more about Him through His Word? We pray you enjoy this message. Beginning at verse number one, it says, Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked them an alms, uh, asked for some money. Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And he took him by the hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered into them with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Hallelujah. Father, bless your word. I want to share for just a moment. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to share for just a moment the fuel of faith. The fuel of faith. The fuel of faith. You know, Christmas is coming. And for some people, they start singing Christmas carols in July. I'm not one of them. Hallelujah. It comes when it comes. Amen. Um. But Christmas comes in July. Does this light work? JR, does this light work? If, if, I, can, if I can get this light on, that, that would help me tremendously. Amen. Christmas comes in December. And what happens is we wait all year for Christmas to come. Amen, somebody? And like children, they have a hard time keeping their eyes closed and going to bed and going to sleep on Christmas Eve. You remember how giddy you would be, how restless you would be, how excited you were for Christmas Day to come. Because there were gifts to be opened. There were things that were waiting for you. And you knew that there were some boxes because a couple of them you felt they had your name on. You kind of thought was just a little too light anyway. That's if you got a chance to even touch it. (laughs) 
And, 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 and so Christmas Eve, you are in bed wide awake. Some of them don't ever go to sleep. Some of them eventually fall asleep just from the sheer exhaustion of the excitement of waiting for tomorrow. The reason that they're having a hard time going to sleep is because they have an expectation. Some of you may have had to threaten your kids. Some of you may have had to bribe your kids or to trick your kids or whatever it is that you had to do. You did what you had to do to try to get them to go to sleep. Some of them you just had to. Yeah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. But expectation is the fuel of faith. Another word for expectation is hope. James 2 and 26 It says, for as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. So if expectation is the fuel of faith, then works is the engine of faith. If expectation is the fuel of faith, then works is the engine of faith. And an engine as a machine with moving parts that converts power into motion. I'm going to say it again. An engine is a machine with moving parts that converts power into motion. So a car without an engine is still a car. But it's just a car that ain't going nowhere. How many of you get into your cars in the morning with the expectation that you're going to arrive at church? I know I was this morning. Uh, You probably didn't lift the hood of your car to check and make sure that there was an engine under your hood. Now, you didn't check it to to make sure that everything was okay. Uh, I don't think you probably kicked your tires to, to make sure that they were operational. Because they worked the night before. Uh, And so you probably just got into your car, stuck the key in the ignition, turned it on. Hopefully, hopefully, look at your neighbor and say, hopefully, you let it warm up. But for those of us that's always in a hurry, amen. And then you start driving your car. Why? Did you not check under the hood? Why did you not check the tires? Why did you not make sure there was a radiator? Because you had an expectation that what was there was going to work. And and, and the works that followed are a result of your expectation. You arrived to the vehicle and, and the arrival of yourself to the vehicle with the expectation of getting to church was the fact that you had faith enough to believe that what had been shall be. You didn't worry about it. You didn't think twice about it. James chapter 2 verse 17 James chapter 2, verse 17 and verse 18 says, So also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. I mean, I'm reading from the English Standard Version. 
But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works. And I will show you my faith by my works. When we look at our text here in Acts chapter 3, we see there's a man. The Bible says that he is lame. And that uh, his condition is that he doesn't have strength in his legs or in his feet. And because he's lame, he has to rely on others to get him in position daily to receive. Because he's lame, he has become uncomfortable accepting of his condition. In other words, he has settled in his mind because this is how it's always been. This is how it's always going to be. Because he's lame and he has not seen anyone healed. His expectation is to get what he needs to survive for the day. Somebody say low expectations. According to Acts chapter 4, he was about 40 years old. He'd been lame since his birth. And his condition had become his identity. The writer does not identify him by name. He identifies him by his condition. He is lame in condition and a beggar by occupation. He is known to everyone in the temple. So he was a regular beggar at the gates. He was a man of reputation simply by his condition. Not one that he wanted, but one that he had nonetheless. He didn't wake up in the morning saying, I am who I am. This is my identity from the beginning. But over time, he became conditioned by his condition. And his condition, it, it, it dictated to him, he allowed it to dictate his expectation. And I don't know about you, but, but there may have been some things that you are going through, that you have gone through, and, and you've come to a place in life where you've allowed what has happened to you to be your identity. It's the place from which you operate. It's the lens by which you do why, what you do. It's the lens by, uh, that, that says, this is why I do what I do. This is why I am who I am. Probably jumping ahead of myself here, little brother Joe. But I, but, I, but, I, but, I, but I realized that when I came into relationship with Jesus Christ, when he washed my sins away by the blood of the lamb, and, and when I was uh, resurrected as a brand new creation, what I used to be no longer became my identity. What I was no longer identified me as who I am. But through Christ, I am who I am in spite of what happens to me. 
Come on, somebody. Be because of the, the Christ that lives on the inside of me, I am who I am, and I'm able to operate in a level of authority that I never had before because I'm no longer my own, but I've been purchased and I've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, and now his identity has become my identity, and as a result, my expectation goes through the roof. So I got more days than I got money. The refrigerator works 28 days out of the month. My tire goes flat when it wants to go flat. We go on gas station to gas station to make it to work. <laughs> But in spite of all that's happening, it's not my identity. It doesn't tell me who I am in God. It doesn't tell me what I was created for. It has not set my expectation. But that has to be something that you determine in your heart. That I'm not going to let and to allow what has happened around me, what has happened to me, to set the expectation for me. Because I'm his, he's mine, that I set my expectation based upon my father. So, Peter and John, Luke, who had wrote the book of Acts, paints this picture of a lame man. He says, but faith works and expectation is not only active in the lame man, but it's active in Peter and John. They're on their way to pray at three o'clock in the afternoon. They could have easily chosen to continue walking past this man because they've seen him before. What's different today? They may have given him some alms in the past. Maybe they didn't. So he's asking again, regardless if he's, if he's received or not. What we do know is that when they are asked this time, they decide to put their faith into action. Verse number four says, and Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Expecting to receive something of them. Expecting to receive something of them. There was an expectation that he was going to receive. Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I to thee. And in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And the Bible says that immediately the lame man became the healed man. And God not only changed his appearance, but he changed his condition. Come on, somebody. He changed his, com his condition. He changed his occupation. And God gave a lame man a complete makeover. See, sometimes folk don't want to be healed of Tira. 
because they become so dependent upon their condition that they won't know what to do if God ever changes my position. So I got to stay connected to what's comfortable for me, even if it never allows me to get to my expected place. I know I got more in me. I know there's more to me. But this has been a test to me for so long that if I give it up now, I won't know what to do without it. What is tomorrow going to be? Who am I going to be? Because I no longer have this identity. What will you do when God changes your identity? At this moment, you embrace the newness that God has for you. And you have to begin to expect God to do greater in your life, regardless of what your eyes may see in the natural. If you allow what you see to determine who you will be, you'll never become what God created you to be. I grew up in a neighborhood. Some of you may be familiar with the country club crest, triple C's. I grew up right there in the crest. <laughs> but I didn't allow the neighborhood that I came from to create an identity for me and to set an expectation for me because I had a father who set a different expectation in our house that says regardless of what's going on in this community you are going to elevate and you are going to become more than just someone who's walking on the street with a pharmaceutical degree you're going to become, become something more than somebody who's packing trying to do damage to other people what you going to do, my daddy set the expectation. He said, you're going to college. College, what's college? You know, I'm five years old, six years old. He begins to sow the seeds of what the future is going to look like. Not allowing the outside voices to determine who I was going to be. And so it began to take root in my heart and, and because the father set the expectation that I exceeded where I was to become the expectations that were set by my father. And I will give you the desires of your heart. God says, I will give you the desires of your heart. Not I will give you what you desire. He says, but I will give you the desires of your heart. And the things that you will begin to desire and the expectations you'll begin to have. 
have of yourself will be those same expectations and those same desires that I have placed on the inside of you. So that now what you desire aligns with what I desire for your life. And I will give you the desires of your heart. Your expectation is the fuel to your faith. If you never see it, if you don't see it before you see it, you'll never see it. If you don't see it before you see it, you'll never see it. The difference probably between why I came out of a neighborhood and some of my friends didn't is because my father painted a picture and allowed me to see something different. And so I was able to see something. Sometimes all your faith needs is exposure. Exposure. That, that, that's why your pastor brings in other people to minister as well. Because there's something that they have to deposit. Pastor can preach all the time, every Bible study, everything, all, all week long. But he understands there's a five-fold ministry that's needed in perfecting the body and bringing the body to maturity. Amen, somebody. And so as he does that, you begin to see more. You begin to hear more. Your faith begins to grow. And what you thought was not possible, all of a sudden, it becomes possible. And now, what used to stall you and, and what you allowed fear to stop you, now you're like, oh, oh okay, I, I, I see that. I see. And, and now your expectation has gone from here and it's shifted up here. And now because you can see it before you actually see it, now it begins to set your faith in motion. And now you begin to do those things that are necessary for the revelation of what you've seen to become a reality. Brother Donald told me he gave me he, he deposited a million dollars in my bank account. Not really. He didn't know he told me, but he did. <laughs> now, if I didn't believe him, I just keep on going about my way. Doesn't mean nothing to me. But because I believe what he said, then I have an expectation that there's going to be something in my bank account when I go to look for it. And because I have the expectation, what do I do? I go to my bank account. And I begin to look. There was a day you had to go to the bank. That ain't this day, though. Now I just go online and look to see if my expectation has been met. But if I don't believe him, I'm not going to do nothing. I'm just going to sit and be immobile and nothing ever comes about. But when I believe him and I go check and it's there, all of a sudden, what was not possible 
becomes possible. The things that I couldn't do, I can now do because I took the time to go access what I never dreamed possible. God has set some things in your hands. God has set some things in your life. God has set some things at your disposal. And now he just wants you to activate and become what he created you to be. Don't allow fear to tell you how dare you think you're more than you are. How dare you think you can do more than you've ever done before? How dare you do more than what your parents did? How dare you break generational curses? How dare you? Who do you think you are? Whose report will you believe? I will believe the report of the Lord. And I will activate my faith because I will expect more than I've ever expected before. Can I tell you something? It don't cost you nothing to expect more than you've ever expected before. But it will cost you everything if you don't. It will cost you everything if you don't. See, the devil, he's talking because he doesn't want you to ever realize that you're more than what you are. If he's talking, he's lying. If his lips is moving, he's lying. He's trying to convince you of a lie when he knows the truth. If he tells you you can't, you already know you can. If he tells you you'll never be, you already know you already are. And you've got to move past what the voices say and step into what you already know God has said about you. We set our hope on you. We set our hope on your love. We set our hope on the one who is the everlasting God. We set our hope on him. And his hope exceeds everything for us that we can set for ourselves. When we set our expectations for ourselves, they go so high. But we, when we align our expectation with his, it transforms our life. And we become more than we've ever been. And, and people begin to, man, what happened to you? You know, they, they're talking behind your back. Man, we didn't think they'd ever be nothing, man. Like, I don't know what happened. Yeah. He went from the ugly duckling to... She was like... But now, can I get your number? But there's a process that you go through as you become. You can see it. And as you go, 
God processes you into becoming. Because if he took you from here to there right now, you wouldn't be ready for everything that God has for you here. When you go from here to here, God processes you and the processing is the process of positioning. So your expectation is the window that allows you to see what's possible. And then you, 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 you begin to, to work towards because God begins to show you pieces and pieces and pieces. And as you begin to work what God gives you, the working of what God has given you begins to process you and it begins to transform you and it causes you to become so that by the time you get where God has called you to be, you have everything that should have been deposited and you have everything taken away that you don't need in this season. Because what was good here, Atira, doesn't mean it's going to work here for you. What God has for you here was good here. And it worked here. And it was wonderful here. But God says, what I have for you, I'm going to need to deposit some things into you. And then I'm going to need to knock some stuff out of you. Because if I don't take some things from you, it's going to be detrimental to this next season of your life. And I, I'm, I'm going to say this as I'm closing for the second time. Uh, I, I'm going to say this. Pastor John, I promise I'm closing. All right. Uh, uh, I, I'm going to say this for the second time. So, so, so when God, I, I'm going to say this one because, it, it, you know, it's, everybody can kind of relate to this. There's just some people you can't take with you to every space. Some people have disqualified themselves from being in this next God space in your life. And you have to be okay with them being you have to be okay with them being disqualified. And moving into that next space that God has for you because I promise what God allows you to lose, God's going to replace. And then when he's and when he replaces it, <laughs> he's going to replace it with people that get you. He's going to replace it with people that get it, that understand. Not only that, but he's going to replace them with people who are speaking into that next season of your life. Who are speaking that language of faith. And he's not just going to give you people in that next space that understand you. But he's going to put people there that are more mature than you. That are going to help you to elevate into the fullness of what God has for you. Somebody say shift. Shifting is required. It's required. And just like your fueled car takes you to a destination, your faith does the same thing. It takes you to a destination. And sometimes the road's got potholes in it. 
Sometimes there's detours that you didn't know. There was there's construction on the road that you weren't even aware of. And you may have to take a detour. But it doesn't change the destination. It doesn't change the destination. Don't allow your faith to take a hit. Don't lose hope. Keep hope alive. Keep hope alive. Regardless of the detour, keep hope alive. Because there is an expected end for you. I promise, as Pastor Donald comes up, I promise, I just elevated him in Jesus' name. Uh, <laughs> um, I promise that as you go and as you grow, where you are today is nothing compared to what God has for you. Don't get comfortable in your now. Get comfortable in being uncomfortable. Come on, somebody. Get comfortable in being uncomfortable. Because in uncomfortable places is where you grow. In uncomfortable places is where you become. In uncomfortable places, I promise you, Pastor John wasn't comfortable going through what he went through. But it was necessary. And, and I promise you today, he felt a whole lot better than what he did. But he had to go through some uncomfortable places to get where he needs to be. Don't be afraid of the uncomfortable places. Welcome them. Embrace them. And know that they're working for your good. God bless you. That's all the time we have for this episode of the Annex Podcast. But we encourage you to get connected with us by downloading and using our TBCF app today. Or you can visit our website at tbcf.life. That's tbcf.life. Until next time, thanks for stopping by to the Annex Podcast.